0: Nondescript. Welcome you to don't the know the
1: Podcast. Dr. Chris Hardy and William Walker will take a deep dive into topics covering wellness and home? prevention, performance, recovery, and injury management. Our mission is to provide the latest science-based oh, information lot? to help you yeah, get the most out of your grappling journey, yeah, so both on and off the mat, and help it's you overcome any challenges you may be grappling yeah, with. Dr. Hardy is a licensed physician and BJJ yeah. practitioner, but the horse. contents of the podcast are meant for educational purposes only and should not be taken as medical advice. Please seek out personalized care from your right. own medical provider prior to implementing any medical treatment or intervention.
0: All right, just opened up a can. <laughs> Excellent. How's it going, man? Good. I sprayed on the mic. Don't make me put up a shield. Hasakaing. <laughs> good, man. Good. Good. Very good. How what? about you, Olivia?
1: Oh, doing good. <laughs>
0: She's like, I oh, know they're talking <laughs> we, to me. We caught her.
2: I know. We caught her slipping. Got yeah. Off her
0: phone. She was. <sighs>
2: okay. Just have to look
0: at <sighs> Oh, so, Here she goes. So but, we got
2: a nice little Q and A episode
0: today. Oh, that's cool. So we got a
2: bunch of questions.
0: So I'm coming in with no part, in cold. I like it.
2: No um, prior knowledge. There, it's pretty much for the most part all jujitsu related stuff. Oh, I like it. Um, so if you're here for just health and you don't do jujitsu, start doing jujitsu and listen to this podcast. Yeah, no kidding.
0: Um, yeah. Well, before we get into the questions, though, what are you working on in uh, as far as your My training. training. yeah,
2: Gosh, that's a good question. Mm-hmm. I am still trying to get better at the ankle lock, the butterfly Ashi variant.
0: The one that I stole from you and I'm doing all the time. I now. didn't know that. Yes. Have oh. you seen me doing it? I have seen you in the position. I didn't know you were actively like working on mm-hmm. like putting that in the and holster. I'm, that feeds into what I'm working on, too, because I'm working on a guard that goes right into that. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's like that modified X position. Oh, from Victor Hugo. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And then out. after you get him down on the ground and you already have that that modified hook in and then you yeah. just in very similar to what you do use in you know, kind of mm. belly down and Yeah. Know, kind of I find going
2: for that butterfly Oshi mm-hmm. position, if I zero in on it too much, I it doesn't work out well. Mm-hmm. I, I it seems like I need to just play guard, try to get him to a hip and then go for it rather than grabbing the ankle, like a big deep overhook mm-hmm. and then going into the, the foot positioning too soon. I agree. It seems like I, I get back stepped on and pass
0: pretty easily when that, when I, when I'm doing that, so yeah, yeah, I'm, I've been working out that whole guard. It's pretty pretty yeah. versatile though, so I'm I'm digging it. And lots even, of even more than that though, it is the uh, the foot sweep stuff. Yeah, is
2: trying to put a lot of reps and a lot of time.
3: I love the, the foot sweeps.
2: I
0: cannot stop. He
1: watches judo videos Let me tell you, that stuff
0: is super useful. Matter of fact, I like we've been doing that. The class you taught on Saturday is super cool, too, with that timing. People are, like, looking at these drills and, like, oh, this is dumb, and Mm -hmm. it isn't. It's it's one of those things where it is, like I said in the beginning, like, we're going to learn how to walk today. Yeah. But as soon as people start doing it, they're like, oh, I can't. What was cool, though, is about halfway through, then I started getting the timing. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, yeah. As soon
2: as you hit a couple. Yes. Even one, but you hit a couple out of, let's say, 10, you do two or three Mm -hmm. with halfway right timing. Mm -hmm. You're like, wait a minute, this works? I know. (laughs) It's pretty cool. And it feels very Steven Seagal, kind of, because it's (laughs) most, if most foot sweeps are Mm timing-based for the most part, and... Uh, it, it's incredible when the timing is there.
0: I just like the chaining, too. If you're like, ah, oh, they're rooting in the ground, you pop into the, I mean, mm-hmm. it's super cool. Yeah, and then we've had
2: uh, Clint or Clinton? Clinton, yeah. Clinton, he, he he started coming in. He black belt in judo, black belt jiu-jitsu. Yeah. And he, he's been uh, showing some stuff, which is kind of funny timing-wise, because we started in the day class. I was starting to teach foot sweeps mm-hmm. maybe a month ago. Mm-hmm. And then he started coming in a couple of weeks ago, and it, it was like just odd timing,
0: i love it man i just it's such a under i think in a lot of academies it's underappreciated
2: yeah for sure and foot sweeps i like because they they're low risk Mm -hmm. they're easier on the body Mm because you're not just getting launched exactly um which we're we're thinking about doing a crowdfunding for some crash pads for the gym oh i'm in so we can throw some uh throw some people yeah
0: Uh, i think it's a great idea cool you know you can actually really work some of the finishing. Especially my old bones, man. I need something to crash into, man. It's Uh, a little rough in the next day, getting thrown a lot. Yeah. And uh, so
2: I'm, like Olivia said, I'm completely obsessed right now with judo. I think it's awesome. I'm probably watching...
1: Multiple a night.
2: An hour to three
0: hours of judo every night. I think, though, this is the point, you know, especially both of us in our Mm. journey, like, you know, I don't know if we called senior brown balancer or, or, or whatever know, we are something like that yeah um just to really kind of kind of start you know getting our fundamentals dialed in and then um kind of looking for expanding some knowledge yeah. and stuff i think it's super cool
2: yeah and it's it's you know brian came in black belt brian mm-hmm. and he he came into one of the friday classes that I, i've mm-hmm. been doing and he he literally we did 45 minutes of foot sweeps mm-hmm. just timing fit drills Mm -hmm. walking drills sinking drills Mm -hmm. uh and you know he even said himself he was like you know he's a black belt a really good one yeah he is but he his stand-up has been a little neglected Mm -hmm. so he was like you know even though it might not be like okay we're coming and getting a hard sweat in Mm -hmm. uh it, it can be pretty necessary to Almost get down to that nitty gritty. I like it, man.
0: So I yeah, I like that we're we're doing that. Um in the other stuff we've been doing, more some judo stuff. Mm-hmm. Super cool. I'm
2: loving it. I'm I'm going full blown Danaher and I'm trying to like
0: memorize Are all you? the Japanese names. He is. I noticed that you were referencing them in class. I'm like nerd. Nerd. <laughs> Olivia <laughs> loves sharing them. Olivia him. thinks it's very pretentious. It is. Pretentious. It's super pretentious, man. Of course it is. I'm so glad he agrees with what me. What does pretentious mean? Because maybe I don't understand what it means. So, someone that is saying something in a quasi-sophisticated way to impress people, for the sole purpose of just impressing people. Shouldn't that be your title then? <laughs> Mine? Yeah. <laughs> i typically say i hope not <laughs> okay, okay. usually the stuff i say is you know I, I really try to actually go the opposite as much as possible right. and be like instead of because gosh man we all in all fields i mean you could get a plumber on here an electrician right. mechanic and they could start using jargoning but like, i dude i don't know what you're talking about yeah, yeah, i could yeah. do the same thing with medicine and all this, then you'd look like a tool right right so it's like here's the word, yeah. but this is what this means, and this is why we say this thing. We say a yeah. lot of this stuff so that the other professionals know exactly what we're talking about. Right. There's a, you know, precision to the word. Mm-hmm. But people that are pretentious will go around and like, hey, they learned something. They just want to, hey, I've been waiting to throw that yeah. word out. Oh, uchigari. <laughs> yeah, uchigari. Sen- sen-
1: sai- sensei, sansai. What's that one that you just said the other day? Seonagi. No. The one that... Senpai. No. It was the one with right. where if they stick their feet into the ground and you put your foot on their ankle. Oh, Sasai. Sasai. Oh, yeah. yeah. You love that one.
2: <laughs> so, I will, just to defend myself, mm-hmm. I will typically... Uh, I do have a cheat, uh, a cheat code, mm-hmm. but um, I will say, like, if it's Kochi or Ochi. Uh-huh. I will say what that means. That's just the Japanese way to say it. But I'll I'll say, like, what inside foot sweep. Right? Totally. Or Ochi, big inner reap, right? Now, my cheat code uh-huh. is the midday. Mai comes to class. So <laughs> if I don't remember, I say, Mai, what does what, what uh, kataguruma mean? <laughs> it's like hip wheel, you know? Oh, and, uh, so she, she can actually kind of translate. No,
0: that's that. not being pretentious. What you're doing is you're trying to repeat things so you actually learn them. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, as opposed to showing up and just, you know. You know. Well, in
2: judo, you have to to get belt up. I don't know if it's black. I know a black belt you have to, but I don't know at what point you have. If you do you for brown, I don't know. Um, but you have to have like the main 40 throws memorized, mm-hmm. the actual move, but also the the names. Mm-hmm. And there's some that are... So similar, like the Sasai, mm-hmm. which was, were you there last time Clint showed? Mm-hmm. And it's, you just stick your foot out so you yep. can't step as you turn. Yep. There's, I think it's a Hizaguruma, mm-hmm. which instead of sticking your foot out at the, or maybe it was Kasoto. See, so I'm still getting them, mm-hmm. so I still get them mixed up. It's either Kosoto guy or uh, Hizaguruma. But, the Sasai, you just stick your foot out in front of their f- their foot so they can't take a step and then they flip over.
0: But the reason for saying this and being precise with language is because yeah. if you just said, said inside foot sweep, it's like, okay, which one? Right, right. Right, but if you know the terminology, you can know, oh, yeah, it's that. Yeah, and then there's yeah, stuff I like get it.
2: Deyashi, which indicates forward it's a forward throw or a backward throw or a side throw right. right and then so like he's a groomer instead of putting your foot like a society on yeah. on their foot you put it at the knee
3: yeah
2: so that's the only difference it
1: but just sounds- it's Pretentious to me. Well, especially
0: if you string a bunch together in a yeah. sense. Yeah. Well, and I, I think
1: it's because in, in jujitsu we have like terms and stuff, but none of them like seem like super fancy. You're like, oh, Kamura, arm armbar, or you know what I'm saying, like
2: Jujukatami, mm-hmm.
1: dirty triangle, or, dirty
2: triangle. <laughs> There's some Japanese guy going like you, yeah, for sure.
0: <laughs> no, but all that stuff. I mean, it depends on yeah. how the delivery is very important. Whether it's yeah. something's pretentious or yeah. not, you'd <laughs> okay. be
2: very polished like me. The Danaher he he says he uses it at, for like a homage reason,
0: right? Like well uh, that, and he's also he, he's very precise in his language. Mm-hmm. I mean, as am I. Well, he's a <laughs> he's a philosophy guy, and right. you know, coming from that. You know, language, you know, those words have meanings and being exact and precise is important. So when you're communicating to other people in that field, they know exactly what you're talking about Mm -hmm. if we're all on the same page. Yeah. Question. Yeah.
1: Is it homage or is it homage?
0: Oh my God. Now that's pretentious. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, (laughs) I think there was a Seinfeld where that lady that Jerry was dating Instead of paper mâché, she said papier mâché, oh. no, and George a way. and George said George goes, oh, she's super pretentious. <laughs>
2: so it depends on. It. I want to say homage.
1: Okay, well I don't know, but I could I could see I've heard homage. it both ways. Oh,
0: yeah. Homage, and if you say it like that, yeah. you're super pretentious. Put your pinky up when you drink your agua. <laughs> so anyway,
1: you want to ask me what I want to work on?
2: What What are you working on?
1: I'm not working on it yet, but. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> she asked her. Oh, my God.
1: <laughs> but I was Being watching... rich. What? Being rich. No. I'm
2: working on being rich. Yeah, bro.
1: I was... I did see that Cindy Hales competed at American Nationals this weekend, mm-hmm. and she did her Bora Bora.
2: Shout out, gold medal.
1: Yeah. And I kind of... I need to learn that, because I feel like it might be good for me.
2: It's a good position. It's, uh, mm-hmm. it's a little... Uh, she
1: took uh, the back from it yeah so yeah. just, just take my easy. back from it
0: briefly explain to some people that may not know i know it's hard to do on audio but
2: i am what not, it is i don't even know how i'm to not good it. enough to explain it okay. it feels like a leg entanglement almost mm-hmm.
1: um because she looked like she was doing it from kind of a headquarters-esque position
2: well in the end then she falls back into, yeah she
1: falls back
2: So she's using a lot of counter pressure Where she's putting Let's say I'm going to butcher it And I do apologize Cindy I don't think she listens to this But we'll tag her (laughs) So she does Um, She's using counter pressure So she's like wedging her shin At the back of your knee And then pulling on like an ankle So now she's got that wedged Uh uh And it's almost like she'll do a leg weave with it So both legs are essentially trapped, and she can push her shins against the back of your legs while gripping the, the feet in, so you're essentially stuck. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a creative position that is not hard to get into, and she gets into it every time we um, but But the
0: ridiculous. counter pressure, so it's, it's not the same, but the counter pressure of like a spider guard, it's still... You're putting a foot in in with a pull and a push. So you're creating that same kind of counter pressure.
2: Yeah, and you're just doing it on their legs. On the legs, okay. With your legs and a grip. And it essentially makes it uh, a back take really easy and sweeps are really
0: Mm. easy. Very cool. Um,
2: And uh,
1: you're able to prevent um, being put into pressured situations where someone who's tough and strong or, mm-hmm. or uses a lot of pressure, you can avoid that basically. Yeah. In a way. And I do believe she's, Cause she, she, she had told me when she was, I, I hope I'm not misquoting her, but that, you know, there's a lot of strong dudes that come in and, and want to kind of go at you. And she created this position to kind of prevent, um, to, move, to, to be able to move around someone without
2: having to be put in those positions.
1: That's super cool. Yeah. We'll have
0: to, next time we're in, I'd like you to kind of, if we can kind of yeah. close that position. That's pretty neat. Yeah.
2: It, it's it's pretty good. She, I think she is looking at maybe doing an instructional with one of the big, uh, mm-hmm. big
0: companies. So, That'd be cool. Uh, we'll see how that goes. Um, I always you. like uh, things like that mm-hmm. to kind of equalize strength and yeah, athleticism. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Super cool.
1: Yeah. It's, it's really cool, actually. And it's crazy because when you're in the position, you're like, how does she keep getting it? And how do I get out of this? Because it is like, even you, Bill, like, yeah. weren't you like, how do I get out of this position?
2: Yeah. Yeah. I was, uh, that's very every, cool. Every time I've gotten, I, I and, haven't figured out. Yeah. And she
1: has all these like great transitions and you're like, yeah, that's good. How is this happening right now? Cause they keep winding up on top and I don't know
0: how. Very cool. Yeah. Yeah. We'll have to explore that. Um, so... Okay. You want to f- go into questions? Sure. Yeah. Our
2: first question is... I'm doing it off of memory here. Okay. Because uh, Olivia has the, the others, but it's, it's not jiu related. It's...
0: Like public service announcement Public
2: type? service announcement. Um, so, summer is trying to be here. Mm-hmm. We've had some 90 degree days here in the Northwest, um, which is amazing, but... There has been a lot of people uh, when we get hot weather, we run to our lakes and all that in our rivers and and people spend time in those right mm-hmm. And people have been uh, there's been a lot of cases recently of people like locking up in the water almost like
0: uh their muscles are are, yep. are seizing on them. Mm-hmm. What the heck is that? So this is a problem in this area too, especially because we have, you know, it's a moderate climate, but especially this year we've had a very kind of chilly spring and mm-hmm. early summer mm-hmm. and the water temperatures really haven't warmed up a whole lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's a stark contrast and people that aren't used to that they're like, Oh, you know, we're going to go jump like it's a swimming pool. Yeah. You know, you jump into water in the, in the fifties even, um, there's, if you're not acclimated to that, you know, like Carrie and I do these cold plunges every morning. But what can happen is the general thing when you get <clears throat> submerged in water, or let's say you're out in a cold environment for a long time, the blood from the extremities, the blood vessels kind of clamp down mm. so it can shunt blood to your midsection, right? It's a survival mechanism because they're like, yeah, the extremities are. If you look at a survival mechanism, the extremities are expendable, kind mm. of. You know That's why people get frostbite on their fingers and toes mm. um, because the blood vessels clamp down. And in your legs and arms, that's pretty darn important because if you're trying to do something, trying to do muscular activity like swimming and you're not accustomed to that, your nervous system clamps down on those blood vessels, and then all of a sudden you're at a, a deficit in how much blood is delivered to the muscles. And you know what happens, but then you get what's called an ATP crisis. You know what we talked about yeah. with, you know, the, the extreme of that is when someone dies. Mm-hmm. You get rigor mortis, you know, they get sure. they're stiff. So those are those systems in the, um, in the muscles getting under an energy crisis due to decreased blood flow. Mm-hmm. And it can be fatal, because um, you can drown, basically. So you jump in cold water. A bit, you know, you get that take your breath away type sure. of thing. Get a big adrenaline dump with that right away. And that causes that what's called vasoconstriction or mm-hmm. constricting the blood vessels, especially in the extremities. And then you start, um you People know, drown. I mean, absolutely. Um, they can't swim anymore. And they that's walk what we've up, seen into, up here. Yeah, and fortunately it happens all the time. So you really need to get yourself accustomed to some of that. Because a
2: lot of our river water is coming from the mountains. So Absolutely. As it heats up. And you can still. It's just still, ice water. If, and it,
0: yeah. And if you look at the horizon, you look up in our mountains, there's still snow caps on that stuff. Yeah. yeah. So it's really cold. Um, so they're. they're yeah, but,
2: but this can be. You're maybe less susceptible if you're used to doing any sort of. Cold yeah. Because therapy.
0: you're nervous. Yeah. Because what happens is if you acclimatize your body to that, it will adapt and it will have less of that it will go less into that flight or fight response to kind of just pull all the blood to your extremities. You'll be able to better, over time anyway, to an extent, keep keep your extremities more, you know, mm. less of that vasoconstriction going on. Yeah. But it takes a while to adapt, you sure. know, yeah. Um, so that's a big deal. And then plus the hypothermia piece in general. Mm-hmm. So if people are, that sneaks up on you quick, where you can get, um, it happened to me when I was, um, I was an East Coast surfer when I was, mm-hmm. and the best waves on the East Coast were always in the winter time, right, and so we'd be go out the air temperature used to be like i don't know thirties and stuff it's in like the northeast uh now about, about mid atlantic mm. uh, but in the winter time, um, especially in that um, january february you know you'd have water temperatures like low 40s and high 30s even with a wetsuit you'd be out there for a while it can sneak up on you and you start slurring your words and Mm. you start to have yeah it's a big deal too the hypothermia piece but the most of the drownings are likely due to in this type of thing are likely due to the muscles just kind of seizing because they don't have the blood flow interesting yeah so that's kind of a i don't know yes that's something to be careful of something semi-related
2: i i just saw a video on his instagram of horian gracie mm-hmm. Is that henner's brother
0: uh no horian. no what's his no that's um oh man i'm having a brain fart um dang it someone's there's multiple oh no but his the, the one that he does right do, i know because I, I know it it's so stupid Olivia, look up henner's brother It. okay oh man that's gonna I cannot believe. Horian. You just stuck that. Horian's you just took it dad. out. Yeah, That's you just dad. took. You just took it out of my brain. Not their dad, but <clears throat> Horian is the one that brought. Oh dang it! Now, create the UFC. I cannot believe. I've Henner and yeah, he has less hair than yes. than Henner. Yeah, I just can't. Dang There's
1: it, Hiren.
0: Yeah, uh, no. no, no,
1: no. You're talking about his siblings.
0: Yes. Yeah, his brother, the yeah. one he always does videos with. Yeah, Henner and oh my god. Lincoln? Heiken? No, nope.
1: Uh, Halleck?
0: Nope, no. That's G and a G. <laughs> yes, yeah, G and a G.
1: You're talking about siblings. Those yeah. Are the only ones that I have for Henner. That's BS. Halen, Hal- Halleck, Heiken, Rose. Horian.
0: Halen? Nope. Halen. I'm going to have to look it up because it's going to drive me crazy. Aaron?
1: Huh? Hank? <laughs> Hank?
0: Hank? random hand. Anyway, let's circle okay, back sorry. on that. Yeah, it's going to drive me crazy like, now, too. Is
1: Henner's father.
2: G-
0: yeah.
1: yeah.
2: Do like YouTube it or something. Like Gracie University or, or something like that. And it'll say like Henner and.
0: They do videos the together all the time. Anyway, sorry. You There's- no. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. So. <laughs> Someone's um, going to. They're going to kill us. I'm sorry, guys. We are. No disrespect yeah.
2: intended. Um. So he was in a a cold plunge bathtub in his backyard, Mm -hmm. and he was talking about, like, the different levels of doing these cold plunges Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and how a lot of time you'll see people, uh, and he called it, like, a blue belt level uh, (laughs) diving. Which is their hands are above, their shoulders are above, and they're they're doing the cold plunge. Mm-hmm. But they're out of the water. Right. And then he's like, then you get purple belt level, which is uh I think their hands come in mm-hmm. and then they dip their shoulder and maybe it was white mm-hmm. but whatever the order is. Uh
1: Hyron Henner?
2: Hyron? No. no. Um
1: For Gracie University?
2: Yeah. And then uh
1: Hickson, Hoyes, Hoyler. No,
2: you're way too old. They're old people. So uh, his hands are in the water. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then the next level is hands are in the water, your arms, and then you dip your shoulders. So it's just your head above. Yep. And then, but he he said, that's brown belt level. Mm -hmm. Because what they're doing is their hands are on their body. Mm -hmm. And he said... uh, Black belt level cold plunging is your hands are not touching your body. Mm -hmm. You're completely submerged. Your head, you can dip your head maybe, Mm -hmm. but let's say your head's out, but then you're also moving. Yep. That's right. That's right. And he said something, and everything sounded like it made sense because I understand the whole like.
0: What he said totally makes sense.
2: Stuff coming out of the hands. Mm -hmm. But the moving, he was saying it had to do with that's breaking up the protective layer that our body's doing in that moment that's right
0: what happens is we know it is in our cold plunge so when we if we get in with the pump off yeah like we've already we have the thing set up so you can set a certain temperature and it's like right now we have it set for 54 degrees so when we come down in the morning the thing's running yeah typically i'll turn it off and then get in the water's not circulating then once you get in there and you're still and the water's not moving there's a layer of water right around your skin that actually gets warm. Mm. And uh, when you move, it brings that cold water. It kind of moves it away. When our pump is running and circulating, it's so much damn harder to stay in because of the same thing. So he's right in that. um, That's kind of a nice little hierarchy he's actually described. A lot of it has to do with the anastomosis in the Mm -hmm. hands and feet. Like when you get your hands in, you're really getting more um, exchange of heat loss. Uh, getting up to the neck level, especially. I thought that was funny how he said it. it's like brown below because they're keeping their hands together. Totally, their body. but he's right though. It's a yeah. yeah they are watching
2: every Instagram video like that but now. But
0: he's he's right with that. When you're moving around, it's it's disrupting that little layer mm. that settles of um, warmer water. Um, Excuse me. Bill? It's called a thermocline.
2: I, I think you were saying it wrong because I just looked it up.
1: It's Hiron Henner. Hiron. Hiron.
0: Hiron. It's Hiron, yeah. Oh, yeah. Hyren. I
1: said it right. You couldn't figure that out? You could have figured it.
0: That's him, though. That's me. That's him. That's my bad.
1: Okay. Oh, yeah. Pretentious much. Heedling. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Can you put the camera on your face when you make that? No. I'm not <laughs> going to show. Oh, wow. We're, we're really kind of... It was of. like this. It was this. You got the camera?
3: <laughs> Good. Okay. You did um, it to yourself.
0: Well... <laughs> I feel a lot better. So sorry to those two brothers for yeah. butchering. Send that. us a
2: free uh, sweatshirt bag and um, yeah. we'll apologize. Later. No, that's a,
0: that's a, a great way of describing that okay. though. That's pretty cool actually. Cause you can, then you can, I like that. I like the way they're doing that because then you can be like, Oh no, you can have like a little hierarchy. Yeah, like yeah. I'm at blue belt level. Like, right, oh, That's right. cool though. Getting better and better. Getting better. Yeah. I like it. So we have some other
2: questions that okay. are jujitsu related. All right. Um, I think Olivia actually has those. You want to start from, from the top? Uh, Chris is going into this cold. I have seen these questions. He are uh, a cheater. I am. It's speaking of that, speaking of cheating, <laughs> I think the last time we tussled, uh-huh. you were putting a lot of pressure on me. I it did. Was in, it was in situationals. Yeah, I did. And I didn't like it. <laughs> it was a lot of pressure, and I had to use a lot of strength. Yeah. To and technique. Well, maybe you should use kettlebells.
0: So <laughs> shot across the bow. Yeah, and you know I'm not going to say that I have any antagonism in my heart to you. <laughs> At least you're fake. <laughs> because you, let's just say that you know there's a healthy competition in a best way. Because you'll catch me in some yeah. bullshit. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I am a little it. Craig Jonesy with that. Kind and of I stuff. like it
0: because yeah. it keeps me sharp. So then when I do happen to get a positional control, mm. I just like to put a, little, put a little stink on it.
2: Gosh, it was noticeable. Yeah. Because in both times you happen to catch me right after a really like. Uh, yeah, I noticed that too. Visitor oh, I that knew. Real yeah, good. yeah. I knew
0: you were tired already. So I was like, yes. <laughs> it had extra stink on it.
2: Yeah. Okay. So sorry about that. It's okay. I just had to bring it up in front of everybody. <laughs> What's the first question there, Libby?
1: Well, I want to ask a different question than
2: what you just. <laughs> okay, Dude,
0: this is anarchy. <laughs> what is going on here? I just I have a... Libby's like this. We're just falling apart here. Yeah. Well,
1: because if I ask those ones, we're not going to have time.
0: So I'm, I'm gonna start <laughs> drinking again. I, what do you think's in here?
1: <laughs> okay, just a, it's a quick one. Okay. Uh, kind of quick. Okay. I was just curious, you know how like people always say, if you don't eat enough protein, you can go into a catabolic state or if you're fasting, you can go into a catabolic state.
0: You, yes.
1: Okay. But how quickly when you're in a catabolic state, does your body eat up your muscle? Is it like, they make it seem like it's like, oh my goodness. No.
0: Minutes. As a matter of fact, it doesn't. We have protective effects for that.
1: Okay, so you'd have to be in a calorie-restricted, like, yes.
2: low... Like a big deficit.
0: Yeah, that's the whole or reason for, like, growth hormone. hormone when you're sleeping at night. So you it specifically mobilizes fat as much as possible mm. and tries to spare your protein. Protein's pretty precious, right? Now, yeah. after a while, it's not going to spare muscle at the expense of your brain. I'll tell you that right now. Yeah. So if you if for extended fast, it will start cannibalizing muscle to make glucose because you can you can make glucose out of out of protein from amino acids. Um, it's a thing called gluconeogenesis just that just means make new glucose. Liver, liver does that. Totally, <laughs> I explained it. So no, it doesn't happen like that. Um, that's the whole reason why. Matter of fact, a lot of good anabolic effects can happen during brief fasting. The problem is if you have sustained caloric restriction, especially lower protein um, and, you know, higher cortisol and you're overtraining, you can get in stress, you can get catabolic, um, you know. Catabolism is there. you got to think of what the ultimate goal is. The The ultimate goal is to keep you alive. Yeah. Okay. Ideally, you'll spare protein first, your muscle first. But it will act as a reservoir for amino acids if needed on you know people that are low protein. I mean,
1: but it's not going to just devour it in that like over.
0: No. Yeah. No, because absolutely.
1: You're going to still take in calories the next day or whatever. Yeah, so that's exactly. Turn it off.
0: Exactly. Exactly. It's only for prolonged fasting when people. That what have what this... about
2: the people like you have your weightlifters that mm-hmm. are like I have to get my protein. Yeah, I thirty minutes.
1: Or or I need a hundred grams or 120 every day. But what if you do 100 grams one day, 40 the next, yeah. 60 the next. Like, is that going to... Well,
0: actually, now? there's a... So, if you look... Okay, that's a... We're, we're diving into a very because very interesting much. area. So, there's something called mTOR, which is mammalian target of rapamycin, um, which is a basically a switch that takes place. It's sensitive to protein intake, especially your branched-chain amino acids, like leucine. Mm-hmm. So, when that hits this system... It turns mTOR on and promotes anabolic responses. Now, for long, so there, if you were looking for longevity versus performance, those things will diverge a bit. So, if you're always trying to be in an anabolic state, you know there's an argument for longevity that it may not be the best thing to do because there's something called autophagy. When you reduce your protein intake. MTOR is not being active as much, and you go into what's called a self eating thing, mm-hmm. where autophagy basically, you do clean house, all these kind of damaged organelles in the cells. Um, your body will start recycling those. And that can be helpful for longevity. It kind of cleans up damaged stuff, basically, mm-hmm. right? So cycling on and off of that, a lot of people will do that just to kind of, they'll do some periodic fasting or reduce protein intake for a couple days and do it like cyclically mm-hmm. because then they're trying to basically have their cake and eat it too. You know, They're trying to get some an anabolic response and then get into um, phases of what's called autophagy. Mm where you'll kind of cellular cleaning. Mm. Um, so because the, the, the extreme end of anabolism or anabolic response is cancer. Rapid cell, you know, mm. dividing cells, right? Mm-hmm. Growing mm. in growth cycles. And there are some people that think that being in a, in a strictly maximizing anabolic responses leads you more prone you know, perhaps to developing those type of things where other people think that, you know, periods of autophagy, you actually can help stave that off. Mm. So, but it's, it doesn't happen like overnight. There is, I think there is some advantage to protein cycling a bit, but again, that third, that anabolic window has been what you were alluding to earlier. Like I have to have it within 30 minutes of blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Look that, that really isn't supported very well by the literature or X amount of
3: grams of protein. Well, protein. you
0: know, it depends on who you are. It depends on your muscle mass. What are you trying to feed? Mm-hmm. You know, it, it, that's where the individuality comes in. You know, I think but getting some protein within a couple hours of a heavy workout, mm-hmm. yeah, it's very helpful. Mm-hmm. I think because you're still in an anabolic response. Otherwise, you can get a little catabolic if you don't kind of feed yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. But it's not like all of a sudden, oh, shit, I got to run home. And
2: everything but- I did was worth nothing.
0: Yeah, this nonsense, yeah. right? So okay. you know, as long as you refeed within a reasonable amount of time. Well,
1: mm. I mean, it's good to know that it's like you don't have to consistently because some days yeah. I don't eat enough protein, and I know I didn't, but I won't don't want to feel like I'm throwing away you're, muscle. No, hormones. you're, and
0: you're not. Um, as long as it's not prolonged. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That's a that's a very good question, actually. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. Good job. I
1: threw that one in.
0: Mm. Good job.
1: Why don't we just make a supplement for leucine and just like throw that? People do. Oh, just straight leucine. Yep, exactly. branch,
0: but they they usually as a branch chain amino acid. But if you look at any of those kind of anabolic things, they really hit leucine because it's it seems to hit the mtor pathway hardest. Did
1: you mm. need to have a certain amount of grams? Right?
0: Well, especially as you get yeah, and especially as you get older, mm-hmm. um, our anabolic response is not near as you know. You have to hit that doorbell harder, basically. So older people need more protein.
1: Yeah. Mm. Which is just so hard and it's very
0: expensive. I know. <laughs> yep,
1: and it's very filling. So
0: that's true. Yep.
1: Okay, let's get to the jujitsu question. <laughs> let's do it. Okay, cauliflower ear, gross and deformed, or badge of honor?
0: What <laughs> <laughs> oh. controversial question? Mm. Juicy. Look, I mean, it's on a continuum, right? If so you got a little bit of cauliflower ear and you think it's cool. What does a continuum mean? In other words, we're on like for instance, let's you you you're at one end, I'm at the other. Mm-hmm. Really kind of a knucklehead all the way to like super cool. Mm-hmm. Like and there's people that are along that continuum, like mm-hmm. they're kinda in the middle, kinda mm-hmm. closer to super cool, kinda closer to knucklehead. That's a continuum. Okay. <laughs> Where are we? <laughs> I'm not gonna say. Where oh, I'm, are we? I am definitely on the wrong end of that, I think. Okay. But anyway, um so I know a guy at our gym mm. that has hearing problems because of extreme cauliflower ear, okay? The ear is there to receive sound waves that or that portion of the external part of the ear mm-hmm. helps kind of funnel sound into, right? Sure. So when that thing is all kind of closed up, mm-hmm. and some of the, you see this a lot in wrestlers, some pre extreme cauliflower mm-hmm. ear. I don't think it's a good thing. Is that person? Do
2: they have the very visual looking cauliflower yes, ear? Yes, like they do. Because some people get it more towards the
0: interior. That's the one that usually causes the problems. But the ones on the this, edges, the yeah, the big pot sticker looking yeah, stuff. Yeah, why
1: do they call it cauliflower ear? Because I think it looks like a pot sticker.
0: Goiza. <laughs> you should. You know what you should do. Huh. You should take all those years of you know of our history of grappling, uh-huh. and you should say I'm tired of that, <laughs> and say I want to call it this from now on. I think. So. And I think you should start a movement. Start petitioning. Baby ear. Let's call it pot sticker ear. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't roll off.
2: Fine.
1: Goiza. 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 That's not right.
2: Isn't Goiza a dude? I have no Dumpling idea. Dumpling ear. Dumpling. Ooh, I like it. Yeah. Yeah, a little dumpling. So, okay, so they have the visual kind the, that you're talking about, the person. Mm-hmm. Would they, before I give my answer, let me
0: ask a question. Mm-hmm. Do
2: you think that they would rather not have it?
0: Probably have better hearing? Yeah.
2: Yeah, I mean, they would, have, to, they would <clears throat> have a little bit better hearing. I'd
0: have to ask this person. But, you know, I, I'm sure they wouldn't mind having a little bit on the periphery, even more on the, it's not affecting their ear function as much. That makes it sound like they're a little bit proud of it. They might be. I don't know. I'm not asking that. I'm just speculating right now. I haven't asked this person that okay. question off the air. We will talk. You can tell me. Okay. And I'll ask them. But but um, you know, a lot of people think that, you know, hey, it makes me look badass and blah blah mm-hmm. blah. So, I personally try to avoid it because mm-hmm. that stuff will rebleed again. It's, you know, it's calcified blood basically. But so you side on
2: deformity.
0: No. <laughs> I, uh, the opposite. I'd rather you protect your ears. No. The question, though, is... Is
1: it gross and
3: deformed or
0: a honor? Oh, I'm sorry. I'm old. Come on. It's okay. Re- regroup. You're on that side of the continuum. I don't think it's a deformity. I think that's a binary question that probably has a little more nuance, perhaps. Okay. Can't you set it up like a binary.
2: You're skirting. That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to go with badger on her. Okay, I think, and this might be because I have zero (laughs) big surprise. But I train you, son of a bitch. (laughs) Because some people, they will say it's like not just a badge. Thank you, it's a badge of honor, but also a sign of toughness.
0: That's what matters. What your spouse likes?
2: She hates it.
0: She when she sees people's ears. Okay. But, but if, you're gonna go against that. And you're gonna like not nah, one well, a little bit. Well, it's not like I'm one of
2: those Russians that takes a bottle to my ear and like okay. forces it. But um, th- you know, when she sees like, uh, there's a couple dudes that have. Seeing like
3: but, Matt Hughes.
2: Well, I was thinking Allen.
3: No, I
1: don't at know. the gym. I don't look at people's ears usually.
2: He his doesn't look like a pot sticker. His looks like hmm. What would you what would you say? Like a crumpled up dollar bill. Oh, okay. A lot of edges to it. Mm-hmm. Little alien. Mm. So rather than Dan's, Dan's ha- is fairly smooth. That's what I was talking about. Yeah. I figured. The uh it fairly smooth.
1: He doesn't care about privacy.
0: No, he just puts them on blast. Well, these guys got little baby deers hanging off their heads, so um well the smoothness. I know what you're talking about. That's a lot of cauliflower ear. There. When it's smooth like that? Yeah, because all that's been filled in. The ear, if you look at a normal ear, should have lots of ridges and stuff. Uh-huh. When it's smoothed over, that's a lot of con- blood that's been calcified. Mm. It's actually closing off the um, mm-hmm. auditory canal. So I think...
1: I feel like Bill <laughs> would want me to have cauliflower ear in a weird way. <laughs> I'm not kidding you.
2: i just play with it.
3: That's worse.
2: <laughs> um, <laughs> so I, I don't think it's necessarily a sign of toughness because I also heard Brendan Schaub talk about this mm-hmm. where he said someone asked him if there's a, someone that trains and they don't have cauliflower and they're like either a professional fighter or mm-hmm. a black belt or something like that. Does that mean they're legit? And he, his stupid ass was like, I don't think so. Are you serious? If, yeah, he goes. If they don't have like visual cauliflower, they probably don't train very hard,
1: or they just didn't get hit in the ear with a knee. Well, it's
2: totally style based. Like for example, it's I think accidental. I think I put just as many hours as a lot of people, like professional grapplers. But my style, obviously, I don't wrestle. I, I prefer the judo. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't. I, I don't get kicked. King- cotton guillotines very much. Mm-hmm. I, I don't put my head where it's not supposed to be for the most part. <laughs>
0: I would disagree. I Easy.
2: <laughs> I, I use my forehead rather than the side of my ears mm-hmm. or the side of my head for pressure. Um, I, I just think that... People
1: I use the side of their heads for pressure.
2: Well, yeah, as you're coming around the corner or something like that. Mm. Um, I think just stylistically, I'm a guard player. I maintain decent frames so I don't get my head grabbed.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: That's why I haven't, I've never even had to drain my ear.
0: Yeah. I've had to drain mine once. Yeah. But perfect example for MMA, let's just say Israel Adesanya. Mm-hmm. You can't say he's not legit. Right. His ears are pristine. Are they? Yeah. I don't know. Well, yeah, he didn't get hit. What about Anderson Silva? I don't have looked at think He either. actually has
2: pretty clean ears as well. I like
0: yeah. So I mean I I don't know who said what or whoever, but I I don't think that's a sign of whether you're legit or not.
2: No, I think it's ridiculous. Yeah, I do too. It, I think Brennan Shaw has I think he's a funny guy. He's in a comedian. He's a comedian too. I, barely. Yeah. But shot's fired. Uh Wow. His stand up's horrible. But I think he seems like a fun guy to like hang out with. Totally. But he has like gnarly ears yeah, and I think it's just, I don't know.
1: Justification.
2: I don't know. It's, it's weird. I I think there's just some people. I think there's a lot of people that actually have that opinion, but I I think they also are a lot of people that don't train a lot because you see cauliflower ear on like 20% of people.
0: Like you don't see it a lot. What we try to do, as you know, if Carrie and I are there at the gym, yeah, yeah. and someone has the, a developing, you know, big mm-hmm. hematoma on their ear, mm-hmm. they're like, "Hey, can you drain it?" I'm like, "Yep, yeah," and we have several oh, times. Yeah. We'll drain it right yeah. there on the spot. So, I it's usually white belts. <laughs> of course, like it is like just fresh into it. Of course, and so you know, so you know, I personally would avoid it. So, with that though, I
2: say badge of honor because it. There's only a couple sports that you can get cauliflower air. Mm. That you typically get cauliflower air. And they're very tough sports. Rugby, judo, wrestling, jiu-jitsu. Mm-hmm. I'm sure there's something else out there. Maybe even hockey, I don't know.
0: but um,
2: So I kind of treat it as a bedroom honor.
0: I think it's kind of cool. Okay. I have nothing against it. People make choices however they want. I would rather sound like you're hating.
1: I'm just saying, if Bill ever has that,
3: you're draining it, Chris. going
0: needle out. So I, no informed consent. Basically, Bill, I don't care. You're not a uh, – I don't care what you say. I'm going to hold you down. We're yeah. going to drain your ear because Olivia is asleep. Oh, yeah. Oh, well, there you go. Well, so that's that. That settles that debate. You shall never have honor.
2: <laughs> well, a lot of times you have to drain it multiple times, right?
0: Sometimes, depending on how well you are able to keep it kind of smashed together, like the we have magnets this magnets, yeah, yeah, safety pin pa- or uh, not safe, but uh, close yeah. the problem is if you allow that it's a potential space, right, and if you allow that to fill, it's gonna fill back up mm-hmm. yeah, unless you kind of kind of smush it until it doesn't, right, next question
1: all right, next question bunch of
2: haters in here
0: uh, apparently
1: uh this person says they're training. Harder than ever, but not improving. I'm not sure what the question is, but.
0: Probably what the. They're frustrated place. by that? Yeah. Yep. Um, first of all, it, you know, I'm sure you would ask the same thing. You'd be like, well, how often are you training? Mm-hmm. Are you training with intention? Or Sounds are you like just training?
2: Yeah, what does training harder than ever mean?
0: Yeah, does that just mean intensity? Yeah. Well, that just. I would say, and I've had this conversation with some of the lower belts that have the tendency to try to win every match, mm. every sparring session. Mm. We've had this conversation before, I think on the podcast <laughs> where, you know, sometimes not playing your a game, the end, every time you roll, mm-hmm. it's not going to really get you anywhere. Sometimes you got to put yourself into situations. If you're trying to work on something, You, mm. I would say come in with some intention. Like, I'm not very good at this and this for this two weeks when I roll, that's what I'm going to do. And guess what? You're probably not going to win every time. Mm -hmm. And that doesn't matter, but that's going to help you. Um, That's the most common thing I say. People are trying to train harder and think they can just, you know, uh, will themselves into getting better through intensity. And Mm -hmm. that's just, um, that hasn't been my experience. Yeah.
2: I would say that's basically similar answer that i have Mm -hmm. and that's but a way to maybe show improvement is going to be one uh shrink jujitsu down
0: a little bit like you've said before yeah Yeah. i like it yeah
2: and because if you're just trying to get better as a whole you're when you say training harder Mm -hmm. you probably mean you're like you're doing every sparring round (coughs) eight rounds Mm ten rounds a night right um good hard rounds there's a place for that. You, mm-hmm. uh, even though you might not feel it, you are getting better most mm-hmm. likely, but it might be at a kind of a macro level, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And if you've been doing that for a little while and that's what it seems like, like I'm not really getting that much better, shrink jujitsu down and taper back the intensity.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And what I mean by intensity is not your mental intensity, but your exertion intensity. Mm-hmm. If you, if you got that dog in you then you know you have it right you know you can bring that intensity out of the the battle and that every role i mean if you're going to roll with your favorite training partner that you guys go to go to war with still go to war with that guy <laughs> if it's your professor still try to take his scalp off that's fine but go with some lower belts mm-hmm. go with some newer people work Shrink jiu down, work on something specific. Mm-hmm. You're going to try to go into De La Hiva and knock him to the hip and barren ball, whatever you're working on. I would just use that as an example. And you're going to do it to that guy six times in a six-minute round. Mm-hmm. But just keep getting into that position. Right. Refine whatever you're working on. If it's pressure, get top position. Get your, get your position and don't let go don't don't allow them to escape really just hone in don't go for the submission right the battery just died on that it's it'll have to get plugged in
0: no i i agree with you but i mean that's that's kind of like what we were talking about at the very beginning of the podcast today like hey what are you working on those are the type of questions we ask each other yeah it's upper belts especially yeah um and i can tell you i just started playing a new guard for me it was new right and it wasn't working so well mm-hmm. last month, mm-hmm. and it's working better now. Mm-hmm. You know, I was getting passed now, but by you know, rolling with a blue belt and still getting paid. Yeah. But I'm working on something new, and that's the whole purpose of that. You got to let that ego go. Yeah, it's like I don't care because I'm working on to better my game. And now yeah. a month later, guess what? That guard is better. Yeah. Also evaluating.
2: Like, if you can, on your drive home, when you get home, when you're taking a shower or whatever, when you got a little bit of time to you're not distracted, try to think back to how rolls went. Mm-hmm. your sparring and whatever you're trying to improve on, because obviously there's a desire to improve. Where were your blockers? What did the black belt do that made it so you couldn't succeed in that position or move? What, what did the white belt do that made it so you couldn't, you know, mm-hmm. evaluate? Mm-hmm. mental inventory
0: onto the next yeah but if you but if you don't take that stuff under advisement you still want to play your A game every time like yeah. I'm just going to play top position no matter what because I don't want to get smashed yeah you're not going to improve right yeah, exactly yeah 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 definitely start venturing out a little bit Um yeah yeah, I mean, without knowing a little more about the specifics, I mean, mm. but that's generally what I hear from people. Like, I'm trying, you know, I'm pra- training more. It's like, like you said, I mean, shrink jiu down and train with intention. And I think we'd said this recently, but uh, you,
2: you are getting better. If you're showing up, you're getting better. Yeah, for sure. Sometimes those increments are, are hard to notice, but you're getting better just
0: by showing up. Yeah, and then, you know, then you I gotta ask yourself, why do I think I'm not getting better? Mm-hmm. What is failing? Is it just because I feel like I'm just not doing well in yeah. roles? You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I agree to your point. And sometimes, especially if you're maybe like um
2: blue or white belt, like, the, it, the upper belts might, you just might have happened to land when they're not being quite as uh, experimental with you. So it just feels like
0: you're, You're just getting handled. Yeah, because you are yeah. getting better. So they're like, Well, I'm, we need to ramp it up. Mm-hmm. So I've actually told some of my one of my our mutual white belt friends that he's getting very good. And, you know, every time he gets promoted, you know, we turn it up a little bit on mm-hmm. him, right? And that's mm-hmm. just part of the yeah, and I, I tell him that. I'm like yeah. you know, I'm like, hey, you know, I'm turn it up a little bit on you. Part of the process. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a good question. But just take a step back. Mm-hmm. Think about what you're doing. Yep. What's next?
1: Uh, I would like to say, when I think about that.
2: Oh, please. And actually, if you want, on that light, if you switch it, switch to press mode,
0: it'll go to the white. Again. Again. It's kind of the Stranger Things lighting right now, though. There you go. kind of cool. Oh, that's dramatic. And then put it in front of you. Yeah.
1: It's blasting me. Okay. Um, So, I know you guys have already covered this, but I just think a big thing is just remembering to be patient. Like, you know, growth doesn't just happen overnight. It takes time. You're building on a foundation. I know that I was frustrated, and I felt like I wasn't getting any better over Uh and over and over and over and over again. And then, finally, I think when I hit... Blue bell is when I started feeling a little bit more confident, and then it, honestly it wasn 't until I was almost too purple that I really felt like things were clicking mm. and it was easier for me to do drills and pick up maybe newer techniques but you 're building a foundation you know and you 're building on that, and it just takes time, just like when you 're working out for the first time and lifting weights like you're going to be like, man, I'm working out so hard. And I'm doing all this stuff. Mm-hmm. Why am I not seeing improvements? I'm working out harder than I ever have. And you're like, because it takes time. And there's a really steep learning curve with jujitsu. It's not uh, an easy sport to take
3: up.
0: Oh, my goodness. You know? Yeah, that's why so many people quit at Blue Belt. Yeah. You know, but let me ask you, Olivia, and I can, this applies to me all the time. I mean, I've had weeks when I go in there, I'm like, My timing's off. My energy seems to be down. I feel like I'm just, I'm getting, you know, I'm certainly not the hammer. I'm definitely the nail a lot more. Mm -hmm. And then it'll just, for no other reason, it will seem to reverse. And then, Mm. so you'll go through those things where, but it's easy to get, have that get in your head a little bit too, right?
2: I would say it can last weeks
0: for sure. Oh, absolutely. I've just went through a cycle like that. Where I felt like I was just getting just, yeah, totally, right? And that's just, some of that's your nervous system, too. It might be a time for you to take, like, three or four days off. Yeah. Um, That might help,
2: too. We talked about that, actually, We and we wanted to bring it up. So this wasn't related to the questions, but... What is that when you take a week off and mm-hmm. come back, or two weeks
0: maybe? Yeah. You come back
2: and your timing's
0: on. You're yep. freaking you've certainly feel
1: good. hitting things that you didn't hit before. What is that?
0: Your nervous system isn't fatigued. You allowed a fit you allowed yourself to really recover. It's called supercompensation. So if you overtrain for a period of time, that's not necessarily bad as long as you don't keep doing it. Mm. And if you start feeling that, remember we talked about the whole stress cup thing, like mm. doing grip strength and all those other little indicators that your nervous system might be fatigued. If you listen to that and then periodically build in some breaks, uh, that allows, not only do you recover, but then you can get actually even, you come out even further than you were because that adaptation process has taken place fully then. Mm. Does that make sense? Yeah. Instead of, then you're like, wow, all that work I put in now I'm seeing the fruits of because I've allowed complete recovery. Mm. There's something about complete recovery. Because most of us, let me tell you, for me, I'm barely hanging on week to week sometimes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, I'm recovered just enough today to train. Mm. But if I take a week off, I come back and I feel like a million bucks. Stronger. Stronger, energy, Faster. faster.
2: Your feels good.
1: But it's super
0: hard because jujitsu is so addictive yeah. and we have such a good community as part of It's more than just the art. It's seeing your friends and just, yeah. it's just really good for you in general. It's hard to take that time. Um, oh, yeah. But, you know, I would say just go to class and kind of sit. Mm. Take some notes and just give your body a break. Yeah. Um, and you, Because to your point, you'll come back and you'll you'll like, okay, wow. I can, I feel like a a million bucks now.
2: And sometimes, I mean, when you take that week or two off, you feel like garbage. (laughs) Your cardio is gone and stuff like that. Well, that's.
0: But that's a different thing. Yeah, that's a different thing. The cardio, yeah. So, you know, that's a weird (laughs) phenomenon too, isn't it? Yeah. Sweet.
1: All right. Next question. Jazz. Let's see. It says, I had no idea we weren't supposed to ask black belts to roll. Is there anything else I am missing? Do we bow entering and leaving the dojo?
0: Um, so so this is like an dep- etiquette question. There's an etiquette question. It depends on your, um, your academy. Mm-hmm. So I will tell you at our academy, I don't think any of our black belts have a problem with a white belt asking them to roll. I don't know one yeah, Black Belt I mean, that has a problem with that. Yeah. And I think they encourage it. Mm-hmm. I've heard and I haven't experienced this that there are other places where you know that's kind of a no-no and you have to kind of wait to be asked by mm-hmm. one of them. Um I think we have the right balance at our academy, you know, and this comes right from Andrew of professionalism. But also a good balance between being laid back to in certain things, right? Mm-hmm. There's certain things you should bow on and off the mat show, just show respect, you know, keep the Academy clean and don't, you know, be, be a nice person, be respectful to other people. But there's not as much of that kind of culty kind of yeah. hierarchy type of thing where, you know, you're tiptoeing around and scared to approach a black belt or you know? yeah. So I think that, don't you think that's academy specific?
2: Absolutely. And you could probably <clears throat> even, if you're visiting a gym, mm-hmm. I wouldn't ask. Unless I unless I know.
0: Exactly. Like
2: we talked about Cindy Hales. I know I can, if I go there, I can ask any of their black belts. Right. Not but, just her. I can ask any of them. But you have
0: a relationship with them. Right. Yeah. Um, right.
2: I know that gym. Mm-hmm. Same with... Seattle Mm -hmm. jiu-jitsu Dave Stegman Like I know Any of the black belts there Classic Classic jiu-jitsu Up in Linden Um, And that's a Brazilian guy Up there Morrow Mm -hmm. And I say that Because What I'm about to say Which is I would side On Not If you're unfamiliar Mm -hmm. With the academy I would side on not Asking A black belt to roll Mm Mm-hmm Especially if it's Brazilians, as in the ins- head instructor is a Brazilian, mm-hmm. or uh, they they have a few uh, head you know black belts or something.
0: Or I would more traditional.
2: A little bit, uh, they can be a little bit more uh, traditional in that part, mm-hmm.
0: um, or not, or not I mean, depending so. on like you said who who it is, right?
2: Yeah. Um, but I would side on mm-hmm. on that. I, I know, for example, we have. Uh, uh, a training partner that went to a gym in Arizona, a Gracie Humaita, with a prominent Brazilian um, competitor slash kind of old school person, mm-hmm. um, and they required white geese, mm-hmm. um, and that. So a place like that, I, I'm not asking <laughs> a, a black belt. No, um, be have, be
0: overly courteous until you get the feel of the yeah. place, right? Uh, They asked about
2: other etiquette. Uh, I would say a common one that can get your hands slapped is if you are, if you show up late in any fashion, Mm -hmm. um, you wait to step on the mats for acknowledgement from the professor, Mm -hmm. from from the instructor to wave you on. Mm -hmm. Just stand next to the mats ready and wait for them to Mm -hmm. uh, invite you on. This is another thing that is I I've I've run into. Mm-hmm. Um, I we see people do it at our gym mm-hmm. that are visitors, and Andrew's just like it. Hey, come on in, mm-hmm. um, but that's another kind of old school thing mm-hmm. is is uh, being invited onto the mat.
0: And look, um, <clears throat> it's not good or bad. Yeah, it's just you know some people like different kinds of right. structure and whatever. You know, I just kind of so, st- yeah. Some people kept some of the traditional
2: stuff from essentially japanese yeah, jiu-jitsu and totally. old traditional martial arts we we do bow on and off the mats mm-hmm.
0: um, we, At beginning and end of class
2: yeah it, i would say if someone's bowing to come into the academy and out that's going to be more we don't our academy doesn't have that uh that's going to be maybe more of a personal uh deal mm-hmm. or maybe they came from a school or another martial art that they they do that, and that's why they would be doing it, at mm-hmm. least at our academy. I haven't really seen that in the jiu-jitsu community too much um, in and out of the academy. Uh, I have seen that in uh, Taekwondo mm-hmm. more so than uh,
0: any other martial art. Yeah. I mean, and there's ways, just general courtesy to other people. Even right now, if I have someone that I don't know very well it's bit just coming into our academy, even as an upper belt, I'll still hey, I was like, hey, you know, is, would you be interested in rolling? You know what I mean? I'm not going to be like, hey, come over here, I want to roll with you. You know what I mean? It yeah. still, you know, it goes both ways. You know that mm-hmm. that respect, and I think you know, like I said, I think our academy does a great job of balancing, uh, yeah. balancing that.
2: And I'd say etiquette wise, another thing is if you are going to roll with specifically a black or brown mm-hmm. belt, and you don't know them, even if it's at your own academy, mm-hmm. and it's someone visiting you. Mm-hmm. Um, or you're going somewhere else is asking what uh, essentially rules they want to go, like go by. So if mm-hmm. a blue belt wants to roll with me, mm-hmm. um, I'm anticipating we're doing brown belt rules, which is essentially black belt rules, and that means there's toe holds available, knee bars, knee bars, mm-hmm. um, in the gi, and, and then in no gi there would be heel hooks and stuff like that. I'm going to do that just to protect myself mm-hmm. because those kind of things have those in my opinion those are antiquated rules in the first place that white belts should be able to do knee bars that's just my opinion. Mm-hmm. So, uh I know other gyms have adopted that as well. So there's more and more blue belts and white belts and purple belts doing those kind of moves. So I go into it knowing that, but a lot of people still have kind of the old school mindset. And if you are a blue belt or a white belt or even brown belt and you go for a knee bar on a brown and black belt, mm-hmm. they might be offended. Mm. I've so, had that happen. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> and Oh,
1: we're doing knee bars, are we?
2: Oh. Okay. So, yeah. So, I, asking yeah. when you're about to slap and bump
0: is like, do you want to do brown belt or... B-bars are, or are, are okay. Actually, for you, yeah, would you mind if I, I've been working on this stuff? Yeah. I know it's not legal in IBJJF, but I'd like to, would you be okay if I started working that? Yeah. Totally fine with me. Where I do have a problem with it, you know, I if I was running an academy, I wouldn't want two white belts doing that on each other. Knee bars Because, yeah, or any, because... I have no problem with you practicing, but I want to make sure those two, at least after I've observed them for a while, the biggest problem people have is they don't have a sense on joint breaking pressure and injury pressure. And, you know, when you, you know, how to really slowly apply some of those submissions mm-hmm. and even more importantly, trying to escape them. Mm-hmm. They don't have the knowledge how to, when they're in a real bad position and they'll try to flail out of something. And that's how a knee gets ripped apart. Mm-hmm. That's my only thing. But if you've worked with someone for a while and you're like, hey, look, I'm going to show you guys this stuff. This isn't you typically legal in competition until brown and black, and this is why it isn't. Mm-hmm. Because people don't understand the position and how to get out, you know, and how to safely navigate that and how to apply the submission to your training partner that you're not going to endanger, you know, like grip it and rip it type of thing. Yeah. But once you're comfortable with it and you know that they kind of respect it, Mm-hmm. I have no problem teaching them that. Yeah. But as far as, you know, I'd just be, you know, yeah. So I, that's kind of my sense of more of a safety issue. But again, that is not necessarily a belt level. Yeah. It's your comfort with students, sp- specific students. And you've, you know, for a couple months, you've seen how they roll and mm-hmm. like, and they're doing it responsibly. I, I wouldn't have a problem with it either. Yeah.
2: I, I would say when I, when I teach uh, the midday mm-hmm. class and we're going over submission details, mm-hmm. so the finishing details, not an entry. Mm-hmm. You were in, or you were a part of one where I went over armbar details, mm-hmm. and I'd like to emphasize, like you, if you're doing these submissions correctly, you can do them slowly. You mm-hmm. can apply the pressures and think about all the little things you're tightening to make the submission actually finishable. Right and that doesn't have to have full throttle speed to it. Right. Speed and explosion is when people get hurt. That's right. And you should be able to especially with your training partners apply submissions in a controlled fashion. And that'll avoid as much as you can.
0: I mean injuries do happen. Well, yeah, I mean I I have a there's a couple of black belts I roll with that um We, it just ahead of time, we're like, hey, if we, even with a gi, hey, we'll get in a heel hook position, let's do some catch and release, Mm -hmm. right? We know that's coming, you know, we know none of us are going to spaz, No, it's all valuable. It's, you know, it's, so, I. So, so
2: yeah, going into, that's just another etiquette thing, going into. That's a great etiquette. That's a, that's a great point.
0: I think anytime you communicate with someone, yeah, it's the best way to do it, and you just say, hey. I was interested in this. Is this a, and some people are like, no, I don't want you to do that. Mm-hmm. That's fine. That's their prerogative. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or some people are like, oh, yeah, no problem. But Any
2: other etiquette things you can think of?
0: No, we've kind of talked about the things already. Just, you know, going into a new place, just like you said, be be overly, you know, just look, observe, see what's going around, mm-hmm. seeing how things are done there. And you never want to be that person just because you don't agree with it. And you're visiting someplace. Yeah, yeah. You Know that's their place, and they, you know, you're it's a privilege for you know, you come in there and roll with them, right? Right? So, yeah, no, I can't think of anything else. Um,
1: I got a question because I feel like I've heard someone say this, but and I almost feel like I've had someone be kind of offended when I've done this. <laughs> uh, are Ezekiel chokes like mean? Like, are they like a goon move? No, okay, but I feel like I've done it before. And, like, are you talking about when, when
2: you're mounted? Yeah. Because there's two, uh, essentially two Ezekiel chokes, essentially. I mean, there is more. Okay,
0: you from mount, you mean?
2: If you're mounted and you're on top of someone and you Ezekiel them. Yeah. And then there's like you're an S mount, essentially. Yeah. They're back and Ezekiel. Yeah, yeah. from the
1: back, from the front.
2: Right. You're talking about the mounted one. Yeah.
0: Go ahead. So technique, technique application is always important. I don't think anyone likes something really cranky. You know, if they're trying to just muscle the crap out of an Ezekiel choke, the carotid arteries don't take a lot of pressure to collapse, mm-hmm. right? To To properly, that's where the position of the hands and how you apply the pressure where it's very much like, oh crap, I'm a pass out. Not like, oh man, I feel like you're ripping my head off type yeah. of thing or crushing my trachea. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's when people get more mad. It's not a goon thing at all. It's a very legit submission. Um, it's a very useful one. It's pretty, it's pretty, um, uh, what am I looking for? Versatile. Um, yeah. I think you can apply it from many different, that kind of technique from many different positions. So, it's it's the application of it right if you're you know strength and gripping and squeeze isn't isn't uh um it's not a um substitution for good technique and the proper thing to do like if you had someone that has a you know if you did something or someone did something to you that's kind of like they're basically just crushing your trachea mm-hmm. you can be like hey you know that's you 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 got that position really nice. Can Let me show you a couple things to make that choke a little cleaner so it's not as, you know, so you're not kind of, mm-hmm. I think that's, but no, I, did you, is that someone, someone said oh, that to you?
1: I, well, I remember hearing that recently. I feel like Bill was saying something about it, but then I also, I remember though when I was a blue belt and I did that to an upper belt and they seemed really offended. Well, so, probably just because you submitted them.
0: <laughs> so, I don't know.
2: So I think... It's easy to lump the mounted Ezekiel in the goon territory.
1: Have, 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 do I present bad technique when I've done it to you?
2: No, no. Or to, no, no, no. Okay. no you've I just done want it. to make sure that like, you've I'm done it not. to me too. Okay. No. So I think I it's. Just
1: try not to like, just like go like crazy.
2: You, you're fine. You are. I think it doesn't matter who's doing it. It's just oh. an uncomfortable. It, joke. It's easy to lump into the goon territory. Uh-huh. Same with an Americana from Mount. Mm hmm. Or side control. That's often considered a big guy move. Mm. A goon move a little bit. I think because the Mounted Ezekiel is extremely uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. It is... The connection on your neck is flawless mm-hmm. when it's being applied. Yep. So not only is there an actual blood choke happening... But it feels like your head's getting cut off because mm-hmm. it kind of is, really, if you're doing it right. Right. Well,
1: you always told me you're like get it and then like press like you're pressing through the floor. Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yes. A little stank on it, and um, well,
0: well, Bill, Bill, um, he wristlocks white belts too, so you shouldn't really take a lot. Of, he shouldn't yes, take. Yes, a I, lot. Do. I know. He said uh, day know, one white belt. Here try. It try to at least once a class, <laughs> and then um,
2: so. It's extremely uncomfortable, Sim, similar to uh, we just did the baseball bat choke. Totally. And then when when you roll someone over, so you went for the baseball bat choke, they go to alleviate pressure, so they roll to their back. When you come up and you then go into a north-south-style cross-collar and choke. And clock
0: around, yeah.
2: That choke is so tight. It There's so much pressure that I think – I think that and the wow. Ezekiel, cho- Ezekiel choke from Mount especially feels so similar, uh-huh. but the Ezekiel choke from Mount seems so simple. I think that's what it is that it turn it makes you feel goony, yeah. Because it's just like it's the thing it's the it's the lowest hanging fruit, yeah. That that like your big brother's gonna do. He's just gonna grab around your head and he's gonna go. Well, maybe I can just go like this, <laughs> and, and it's legit. Yeah. So, I think it's easy for us to kind of lump it in as being a little goony. Well,
1: like you said, like wrist locks are simple, but, and then people get kind of offended when you do
2: those. Well, they're Not simple. Yeah, somebody. they're simple. They're irritating <laughs> when you can get pissed, you get caught in it. Yeah. You're like, dang it. They're, they're simple in the beginning, but then when you try to actually get like mm-hmm. colored belts, uh, that's it's, true. It's a lot harder. Then it's like, you got to be kind of you gotta be sneaky Unless with be Unless you're it. carry. Right. And so, <laughs> I think. Because hide my
1: wrist from Carrie. Oh yeah,
2: because Ezekiel's are there. It's a move that noobs can do. Yeah, specifically big guys. Yeah, because you can once you get it halfway, you can can muscle it more than some other moves. We we consider some people consider it goony.
1: So they're frustrated they got caught in it because it's so simple and a white belt can do it. Yeah. Because it doesn't require quote technique, really.
2: Right, and I I think people maybe uh, they
0: think incorrectly about the move.
2: Yeah, yeah. And I think it's just easy to do with 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 that one.
0: I mean, like any other move. I mean, you can sit there and the, even the cross collar choke from guard. There are so many little details to make that choke, look, you know, Legit, really yeah. good. Yeah. Um. Or you can do it kind of you know haphazard and just kind of just. Squeeze, squeeze, squeeze. So it's just like and it's going to
2: tap a white belt that doesn't understand defense or when he's safe or when he's not. And but to an upper belt, they're going to just sit there and take the pain on their chin, and and then when the person finally lets go, they're going to just be pissed and be like, "That was so goony and stupid."
0: I think (laughs) it's I think it's the application of a technique. You know, if you're just trying to instead of really getting a good, solid technique, you're kinda there and just gonna use force to get at the rest of but the But if way someone there.
2: doesn't if someone hasn't really experimented the technical side of the Ezekiel, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. they might lump in someone that did it technically Agreed. well with someone that gooned it because that was the last time they got caught and it was someone that gooned them.
0: Yeah.
1: Can we can we talk about when people try to grind your chin with a like a choke, like trying to like
0: choke your face? Like a rear naked? Yeah, or... and they're
1: like grinding across your chin.
2: Mm-hmm. That's that's it's cagey, but it's 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 sometimes necessary because if someone has, they're doing their home alone, you know, they're they're defending well, and there's not a, lot of, a lot of ways. White
1: belts do that more often than like upper belts.
2: Yeah, yes, because upper belts understand we're training partners and getting this rear naked choke. Isn't the end of the world. Yeah. A white belt hasn't seen someone's back in 14 years <laughs> and sees blood and they're like, I need to
0: get this. And, and they're this. they're
2: ripping and, and all yeah. that kind of stuff and, and they're doing it all fast, you know. I I will admit I'm kind of a douchebag, I guess. I'll admit that. I Finally. <laughs> if I feel the oh what would that section of your chin be but right below your bottom lip but above the little chin bump so
0: that's right the yeah yeah. core of your teeth right
1: yeah because you can feel it on your teeth when they're grinding right what
0: what is that section you think the what this section there's a lot of nerves there's a problem you got a piercing there a while ago right (laughs) no (laughs) right right under right underneath your lips yeah uh, yeah on your mandible um that and right above your lips, right under your nose, yes, is there's there's all kinds. There's not a lot of skin there mm-hmm. in padding, mm-hmm. and there's nerves right underneath. Yeah, of. this is where like if your mustache is growing a little bit and you catch like a
2: hair, yeah, and like
0: well, have you're, you're we used to do this. Oh, uh, yeah. my brother and I, <laughs> yeah, yeah, for you know, sure. It's Ray kind Lewis of a little, a little kid thing. You just put your finger right above their, you know, yep. right under their nose and say, "Okay, I got you." Know, try yeah, to a move. Little nerve thing. You just pop them. So that that area is exactly, um, it's just really, really sensitive. So I'll admit that if I'm working for
2: the rear naked choke specifically and I feel like I can't get it, but I feel the uh, blade of my mm-hmm. forearm gets to uh, that right underneath the lip there. And I, I can, you know, because you can kind of feel it's like a spot. Yeah. Or I feel it right underneath the nose. I will then proceed to finish, uh, try to finish the rear naked choke. And I'm, what I'm trying to do, especially on the bottom one, is I'm trying to push their jaw into their throat. You're a
1: horrible person.
2: I did this to Gion, and I do apologize, Gion. Um,
1: that's so mean. Because I was like,
2: I, I recognize that Jion's like really, Gion's really tough, and I know he's about that, that business. So that's, I don't do it to everybody. I only do it with like the really tough guys. Mm. And, um, yeah, I, I'll still go for it.
0: So you're an eyebrows to chin type of guy. Yeah, <laughs> I am. You'll choke any any anywhere in between there.
2: Yes. Now at the same time, I'm not. <laughs> if I have one of those positions, I'm not going to hold it for like a minute or something, like forty five seconds, and just like make it miserable. I'll I'll put that solid python squeeze right. That sixty percent, mm-hmm. seventy, mm-hmm. seventy five eighty. If I get to like that eighty, eighty five and and they're not like about to tap or something, I just let it go. Right. I'm not gonna like put them through a minute of
1: just causes so much jaw pain. Like oh I hate it.
0: That's why I won't do it. Bill knows that I have braces and he Really Bill? Yeah. No He He sure did. Right across my mouth. No. Even with my mouth guard. he goes he goes, Oh yeah, that's right. Sorry about that. I could see Bill doing that.
2: (laughs) (laughs) He's BSing I apologize if I did. Yeah, um, did. Now, so yeah, I I think uh, it, that's that's definitely a little goony, especially due to your training partners. Mm-hmm. Um, especially
1: white belts, because they don't oh, know. Yeah. They don't
2: even understand what they're doing. And so
1: they're really like applying all this pressure to your frigging jaw. Yeah. And you're like, that hurts. Like yeah. you're not tapping because they actually got a choke. You're tapping because well, you feel like your it, jaw's going to break. In that
0: scenario, you just tap. It, yeah. Perfect example. And this isn't. I'm like you bring up Gian. He has excellent technique. His guillotines are excellent. That video when we were rolling is exactly what happened. He caught the guillotine right across my jaw, and I'm not going to sit there. I mean, he has a good squeeze. Oh yeah. And I'm just like I'm tapping. Yeah, yeah. I'm not going to just try to fight that out. Um, you know, whether it's on my neck or not, is still a submission. Let me. Yeah, tell you. Yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. So, um, no, I mean it's it's legit. Let's yeah. let's be She's honest. Like street rolls. Well, you know people always say that, right? Well, the thing is.
2: That- It's two legit moves to get access to the neck. Mm -hmm. Or is one, use the blade right below your thumb. Mm -hmm. The blade, put it underneath the nose and then lift. So you can then put your choke arm in. That's legit. Also, cupping, like if you make like a C with your hand, and cupping right at the brow, lifting up and getting access to the neck. These are two very... Legitimate, and I'd rather cup
1: somebody's forehead than yeah. And you can totally—that's just because I'm nicer than you are.
0: You're a cupper, not a smasher. Yeah, Mm. (laughs) and and you can totally do those,
2: Um, and and they work well. But some people might even consider both of those. I mean, this actually, there
1: are some people who do not like their heads being touched, like any sort of
0: way. Probably shouldn't be in (laughs) jujitsu. Yeah, it's probably not theirs. Probably not your thing. Like, don't like it being like
1: pulled or pulled down.
2: Well. (laughs) But yeah, so I don't know if that answers your question Yeah, yeah yeah.
1: Okay, do you want me to go on to the next one? Probably Sure Okay, there's two more Wow This one's gonna be a fun one (laughs) Why am I a one or two stripe white belt but destroying people?
0: (laughs) Oh wow
2: This is a good one Okay So why are they still a one or two stripe white belt but they're doing really well?
0: enrolling okay let's use let's use a situation so let's say you are did you did you write this question no (laughs) why am i not a black belt yet (laughs) oh yeah right don't even start that crap can we check who emailed that
2: (laughs) andrew solheim this
3: is white belt
2: yeah dude that's him masking it though
0: (laughs) oh my god Andrew. First of all, I'm not destroying people, so let's just. Andrew's
2: on to you. Shut so up.
0: Let's just be clear on that. So let's say you're in your 20s, you're strong, super athletic, and you come in there and just on strength and athleticism, you feel like you're getting the better of a smaller blue belt. Mm-hmm. Does that mean your jujitsu is better than that blue belt? No. And if you keep with that mentality, like looking like, well, I'm destroying people, there's a time where you're going to meet someone with your same attributes that has better skill. And you're going to get destroyed. Um, That will carry you. Strength and athleticism matter. Okay, I'm not saying it doesn't. And it will carry you some ways. But you're not going to develop a skill set you know, if you can, if you have the skill to use that strength and athleticism to accentuate your skill, you know, you're going to be super, super tough. I have a perfect example of this. We have a white belt that came in. had been training that long. Guards almost impossible to pass. He's naturally gifted. And he does not use his strength. I'm sure he could go around and really kind of put it on some people. Mm -hmm. You know, from a top position. He's a very big, muscular, athletic guy. And he's chosen the opposite. Mm -hmm. And because of that, I think he's progressing really well. You look at that guy, he's playing guard all the time instead of playing his top game. This is the antithesis of this person saying that I'm destroying people. Mm -hmm. That shouldn't be in your mindset to begin with. Why am I this? It's like this whole... Um, you know, I mean, there's a reason why there's age groups. There's a reason why there's weight classes, right? Mm-hmm. There's a reason why there's belt classes. There are purple belt males that are super jacked and athletic that could mess up most of the best females on the, just for, you know, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and there's nothing against, um, there's some, you know, amazing uh, female that have just incredible technique and Stop all that. dead naming.
2: <laughs> oh my god, name. dude. Go you're going to
0: make me have an aneurysm. I'm too old to go do yeah, that yeah. crap. Um, but no, that I think that question shows a <clears throat> total, I completely disagree with that entire mentality. Mm-hmm. And you better, <clears throat> what I would suggest is really think about why you're doing this and not, you know, that makes me think you're there just to dominate. Every round is a ADCC finals, and you're, mm-hmm. you're yourself, you know, you're looking at, well, I can beat this person, but why are they a higher rank than me? Yeah, well, it's probably because your technique's not good. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's just my snarky answer to that. Sure. So, I think Jonathan is going to be
2: stoked that you talked about him that way about being <laughs> muscular.
0: It's not Jonathan. Oh. I, I mean, know. You I know a muscular white. Yeah, belt. but I know that question, and yeah. that is the opposite of that guy. No,
2: I'm not yep. saying that's Jonathan. I'm saying the example you're talking about that has an impassable guard that's very muscular. And no, athletic. I wasn't talking about that. That's, that's Jonathan.
0: <laughs> Jonathan King. Jonathan has an excellent guard. I was talking about someone else though. Why He's very he muscular. That is very. That was super imposing. I know. I. Know. You know who I'm talking <laughs> yeah. about. He's a great guy. Um. So.
2: This person, now, I've run across a couple people that are like this, mm-hmm. where they they come into the sport in immediate success. Mm-hmm. You just laid out one guy, not Jonathan. Um, there's, there's another guy up actually in Linden. Uh, his name's Herson. Mm-hmm. He just competed at American Nationals. Uh, and I think only nogi though. Um, dude's a stud. Certifiable. Certifiable stud, Um, uh, he's a blue belt right now. Mm -hmm. Uh, He dominates down here Mm -hmm. uh, at the local stuff. So he went to American Nationals, made it to the finals, lost a rough decision um, in a spectacular match. And the thing is, like, he could probably jump in to like brown belt division and uh, you know do well. Yeah, but. And we have a similar guy named Casey. Still a similar guy. He could do the black belt division, and, mm-hmm. and, and especially Nogi, and, and you know, do do some damage. But why are they still at that belt level? Why mm-hmm. is Hurston still a blue belt? Mm-hmm. Why is Casey just a purple belt? Well, I think...
1: Just? How dare you.
0: <laughs> How pretentious. Okay. Just a purple belt? Right? You see that? I did. Uh, he does not speak for brown belts. Let me just tell you that right now. Okay, Olivia? Oh, oh my gosh. You freaking oh, son of a bitch. You guys. Are, <laughs> you are both goons. So
2: the there is a reason. Yeah, it's getting hot in here. Huh? To maintain the honesty of our sport, I think instead of just promoting these people because they can – give a black belt a run for their money or they can dominate any other blue belt at their local tournament. Their actual knowledge of this sport is still at that level. Now, their application of a, let's say, certain set of moves, which makes them super successful in the gym, super successful at tournaments, at their belt level, Mm -hmm. uh, that... Casey has a black belt pass. Like, his, he has a couple passing sequences that are black belt level. His wrestling up is black belt level. This Hurston guy, same thing, right? He has a couple set of moves. His takedowns are phenomenal and blah, 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 blah. But there's a depth of knowledge that needs to be acquired before they get to that next level, before there's promotions. And that's up to, obviously, Andrew for Casey, Morrow for... For Herson. Mm-hmm. And this person that's a white or two-stripe white belt that is probably doing really well against all the other white belts, probably doing well against most of the blue belts and being really competitive with purple belts. And maybe there's a brown belt here or there that, you know, you get a hobbyist brown belt it,
0: and you're an athlete. It You're going to give that guy. Or a, you're an old fart. <laughs> Right. It's fifty two years old and you're freaking attacking them in the straight oh gosh.
2: Um exactly, and that's where the weight divisions, the age divisions yeah. and all that stuff comes into play. Um but to maintain the honesty in the sport, yeah, you you're a savage in enrolling in, in, in this in these certain parameters, but you haven't acquired actual jiu-jitsu knowledge. And that's why you are still a white belt, one stripe, or a blue belt, or whatever it is that this person is. And and your professor's probably going to treat you to a different standard than that hobbyist that's 50 years old (laughs) or the hobbyist that's 35 years old, right? Mm -hmm. So they're going to make it – because exactly when – Person didn't win American Nationals because there's other guys out there just like him
0: that also have exactly yeah exactly that's that was my point. The
2: beefcake that you just talked about that is literally phenomenal. We we put a bounty on passing that white belts guard. I know because it's so dang like hard to pass. And a guy that big, you wouldn't
0: think could move like that,
2: right? And and I'm not talking shit, but you know he didn't win the last tournament he went to, right? So, it's one of these things where there's other people, because he competes in the adult division Mm -hmm. and all that kind of stuff, and that's not, he knows I'm not talking shit. Just, and this isn't him that asked that question. No, I know it's not, because he's not like that. Yeah, exactly. Um, So, there's a reason why you're there. Your professor knows Why? And it it probably has to do with a, a couple of these factors that we're talking
0: about. Yeah, I guess my reaction to that it kind of sticks in my craw a little bit because it just sure. using that verbiage and in asking that question shows, mm-hmm. you know, and I expect a certain amount of immaturity to the sport when you're new, mm-hmm. but it shows a lack of humility and like using the words destroying people and it's just like, <laughs> you know, it's like you know that immediately I think of a you know like well there's an entitlement well I'm beating this person so thus I deserve this belt right and so I'm just saying I would kind of take a step back and examine your motivations
2: for sure and you know if if I mean you're definitely focusing on the wrong thing which is like a piece of fabric
0: Mm. that's another point
2: realistically anything you do before black belt is bullshit and doesn't mean anything anyways yeah I mean really you're gonna be the best white belt in the state Mm mm-hmm no one cares <laughs> the best true. purple belt in the state that that's cool for that weekend and yeah. then no one cares mm-hmm. like i this is just me personally bill walker i cringe when i see people put stuff in their like in instagram or facebook or whatever social media bios and it's like the you know champion of of a colored belt like, this does not matter.
0: Yeah. I, like, under, I
2: understand why people do it, because they, they put a lot of work and put a lot of yeah, effort into it. Yeah, I know. And I understand being proud of it. Yeah. I. But it's the same to me as the person that screams, like the blue belt or purple belt or whatever, that screams when they, they open up their gi, they just want a single match. And they're like, this is my house.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Stop it.
2: Yeah, but... I'm, None of that shit matters.
0: Yeah, I, I hear what you're saying. I don't fault people for, like, being proud of, like, winning Worlds at Purple Belt. That's a great accomplishment. Sure.
1: Are we talking about Worlds as adult or
2: Masters? Well,
1: I mean, well, that's... But
0: then, yeah, either way, it's, it's it's still an accomplishment. But, yeah, I, I get your point, Bill. But that
2: that's another thing to me also. It's, like, there's... Like, I will see some random person that's, like, seven-time world champion. IBJF world champion. I'm like, I never even heard of this person.
0: Not a little runja. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and, uh, and there'll be like masters four, masters three, masters. Easy. Two. Mm. <laughs> masters seven. I'm five. Thank Executive you very much. Seven, <laughs> Master five. Um, and, and it's like, okay, you're a black belt world champion, but you're not. Like, I don't know.
0: How, How at the height dare of the you? Level? you?
2: I, I think mean. you need to preface that if you're saying you're a world champion, that you are a masters something oh, world champion. for sure, I agree with that because I see it all the time where it'll, it'll say IBJ like gosh I just ran across this dude I don't even know who he is, but it it had like three time black belt world champion, two time European champion I'm like this is Buchecha, he's got a fake account I get it it wasn't Buchecha
0: you no you should say what you you know what it is for sure. I get your point. I, that's, that's the main point. But you I, know, Bill, people get older. What does that mean? And they still want to compete. I get that. Oh, my God. Sounds like he's ageist over here.
2: I'm not he's hating on ageist. older people competing. <laughs> I think it's good. And
0: I you would, just don't think it's impressive?
2: Uh, I, no. Well, I, well, I, I well. think it's impressive because I think if you go to a big <laughs> tournament and there's more than just one person, Wait, is there I think a, that's good. Like, is
1: there an Olympics for old people? <laughs> <laughs> because it'd be like someone like bragging about doing Olympics at like a really older age, and like I'm the best at 45.
0: Look, I know your point. I'm just giving you a hard time. <laughs> you, no, but you're not you're, really
1: the best in the world. It's just I get, I get I get your point.
0: Yeah. yeah for for your demographic, your age, whatever yeah. weight that you and, yeah.
2: And and maybe I'm you I'm not saying it's not impressive to like win blue belt.
0: Worlds. I know what you're saying. Or
2: even Blue Belt Masters won worlds. I'm not saying that's not a big deal. And that's, I know you had you to train hard mm-hmm. and all that stuff. I get it. But that shit don't matter. I know what you're saying. In the grand scheme. Yeah, of course. Who was it that said that? that, said that? And I, I did latch onto it. I stole it. It
1: might have been uh, Danaher, I thought.
2: It might no? have been Danaher.
1: Somebody said, like, basically anything below black belt doesn't mean anything. Like, it's just, a, it's, just,
2: it's just a road to black belt mm-hmm. and then competing there.
0: Yeah. I, I'm just giving you a hard time. Everyone's got an asshole. I know, I know <laughs> I Danaher was talking about
1: how, basically, like, competitions. No, he did talk about, well, just in general, competitions before you're even a black belt really don't yeah don't get nervous about them yeah and and that you're actually a lot of those competitions you're just you're learning or practicing how to do a competition so until you're at a very high level competition those ones don't even matter i totally
0: agree with that yeah because those competitions coming up are you know where you're developing your competitive skills Yeah. yeah and how to compete yeah totally i think that's great no i i um, I it's, see what you're saying. It sounds
2: like I'm talking shit about the like competing as I'm, a
0: colored belt, but I'm not. I know you weren't. I was just using an opportunity yeah. to kind of make it look like you were. <laughs> yeah. Because we all need, you know.
2: I'm sure some will get all sassy. That's enough, okay. It's, it's it okay.
0: I know, know completely what you mean.
2: Um, I think we answered that
0: one pretty good. Yeah. Heck, yeah. <laughs> good job, Bill. <laughs> Whatever. Oh, my gosh. That's How many people have you offended right now? Train wreck. It
2: is what it is. Andrew, I'm not doing nothing.
0: <laughs> oh my god!
2: These are my opinion.
0: Oh man,
2: Bill William
0: Walker, William Walker's opinion.
2: Andrew has no uh, Does, affiliation. Well, with he my can't
0: opinion. control you anyway. You're a freaking loose cannon. So why would he try? So did we have another one? Can are we going to make it through that? Uh, I don't know if I can take anymore.
1: Yeah, there is one. It just says, "What's in your jujitsu bag?"
0: Oh. Um, prune juice. <laughs> Metamucil, dentures, dentures, (laughs) and bengay. A lot of bengay.
2: (laughs) A lot of bengay. The side of Icy Hot. You like it? Uh, (laughs) um,
1: Maybe I should have said denture case.
2: (laughs) I have... I thought we were friends, Olivia. (laughs) I I have... uh, Well, you got Gold Bond, too. (laughs) I have so uh, good.
0: <laughs> exactly. I just Isn't have Isn't
1: that just a lotion? Yeah. It's powder, right? It's powder. Oh, powder. I know powder Bill
0: for the boys. B- Bill has penicillin. Mm. <laughs> um, he definitely needs that. Mm-hmm. We triple <laughs> antibiotic. yeah, you have all Steroid, kinds of antibiotics. Steroids. Mm-hmm. You I, got, I,
1: yeah, you got steroids in here. <laughs> I
2: put testosterone, I got a
0: vial of testosterone in there. A little bit of meth when you need a little extra pick me up for I mean, why a little not?
1: Netrageous bang energy drinks. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> just a little extra sugar for the queen. I think someone boys. had a serious <laughs> question here, huh? We were just completely I just have tape. Yep. My
2: mouth guard. I have probably like four or five packets of element. Um uh, my,
0: Hashtag Rob Wolf. Hashtag Rob Wolf sponsors.
2: Um, <laughs> I I usually have my gun. Um <gasps> Yeah. <laughs> that's uh that's really it. I, I have an acai bowl pin. Of on course it. you do. It's
0: so pretentious.
2: Just to let people know, sugar life is here.
0: This is the word of the podcast is pretentious.
3: Yes, it is.
0: I have an acai bowl. I ride Peloton. It's just what it is. <laughs> Brittany got mad at me because you were talking trash about Peloton. <laughs> I was actually talking trash to one of my coworkers because I do it to him all the time. Mm-hmm. Brittany goes, "Hey, I heard that about like, Friendly oh, fire. You,
2: yeah, it's funny. Whoops." <laughs> Uh, yeah, so I don't I don't have much in my jiu bag. That's nothing I, fun, really.
0: I do have some, um, in addition to what you have, what you just listed, I will have um, some little wipes, like defense wipes or sure. something like that for after class, especially if I'm not going right home to shower.
2: Mm. Yeah, I keep those in the car, but
0: that's... Yeah, yeah, I put that in my bag. Well, I don't sit there in the car like a savage in the parking lot cleaning myself. I actually use the locker, our little cubby... Mm. Yeah, but you're an old guy that's not afraid to have his boys out. <laughs> no, I mean those private little changing rooms. Disgusting! You're the one in a parking lot in a car that everyone can see. Hey, all right, that's show, all I'm saying. This show
2: is uh, not free.
0: Okay. Yeah, he's gonna have a panel van next. <laughs> like, oh, this is just my loner. Just
2: because I got this haircut doesn't mean I'm gonna buy one of those vans.
0: Sure, you can put a little ice cream thing on top and i've thought about that (laughs) i bet you Uh,
2: that's like my my ultimate retirement plan
0: be the ice cream man yep you know what though bill could pull that off because he he has an just an incredible level of knowledge yeah in that Mm -hmm. group of um this is the difficult thing though Mm -hmm. i am a
2: little loose-lipped (laughs) <laughs> and I could imagine some it, snot-nosed little kid mm. asking about, like, hey, do you have the bubblegum yeah. ice cream? And I go, that is dog
0: shit. Okay.
2: <laughs> have some of this deliciousness, and then he talks trash about it, and then I have to slap him.
0: Well, you could be like the soup Nazi. You could be the ice cream Nazi. Like from right. Seinfeld. You could be like, nope, no yep. service. You're Bye. done. Yep. That Get- could be a thing.
1: Can I tell you something, Bill? Yeah. I... I couldn't, I couldn't handle you being an ice cream man because. Okay, well I'm just saying, okay, as a go. child, the candy man <laughs> candy. oh no. As a child, did you know that I would run away when I heard the ice cream? <laughs> truck? Why? I would hide in the garage.
0: Why? You probably it had a good. Me out. You probably had a good sense for predators. <laughs> I did. I would run. All the kids were
1: running to the ice cream truck. Hmm. I was running away. From did he have the
0: one of those little, little postal office hey. of jeeps? And that. And there those, was many vans. And, and those kids that ran to it are now in counseling. That's true. <laughs> so, that's yeah, true. I was
1: never the type I ran away. All right. I don't know why I thought of clowns. I don't know. Maybe it. I was going to say. Terrified
2: yeah. me. Yes. Yeah, Carrie won't watch that. Well, I wouldn't do that. I would be have a very clean operation. Would you? Yeah. I okay. know most How of
0: those
1: vans you? are pretty grody. I mean, they look oh, they're brutal. like they're 30 years old. It, you
2: know what it looks like? It looks like the dude from the Men in Black. It. The, yes. The yeah. The the bug. Yes. That's what they typically look like. Oh, that's a good reference. Got to got the full. Why do they gonna look
1: like that? You know? I mean,
2: it's low hanging fruit. You know, they just went to Seven Eleven and bought a bunch of ice cream, <laughs> and they're like, "I'm going to sell this for twenty five cents all on the dollar." You know what I what mean?
1: think they charge more than that. I'd do now. Some they, they probably charge stuff. like a dollar fifty or two. 50 I
0: would actually. Least. I would actually. Be a patron of Bill's ice cream truck because I know I know it's going to be good. There's going to be care. There's no th- doubt that it's going to be first class.
2: Coldstone ain't got on oh, me. Mm-mm. With that.
1: That's the one time you bleep yourself? <laughs> yourself? Yes. You just With- said you would tell a child that you what they wanted was dog shit. And now you're going to bleep that.
0: He's just trying to educate the youth. Yeah, come on.
2: <laughs> Give me some credit
0: here. So. Yeah, with that, it's probably, uh, yeah, we probably should.
2: Yeah, uh, so next episode, we're going to have a foot master on. And, uh, a
1: foot, a what foot master?
0: Foot master. So, A what? foot fucking like master. Oh, my, yeah, God. yeah. don't tickle or nothing. <laughs> <laughs> got my I technique, got my down, technique down, everything. down and everything. Oh. So. No, he's actually a foot and ankle surgeon, um, Dr. Jonathan King, guy I work with that I kind of recruited into the jujitsu cult. He's going about a year ago. He just had his one year anniversary at our academy and we're gonna get his perspective not only as a surgeon and especially with foot and ankle stuff that, you know, will apply to Mm jujitsu, but also his experience of the first year as a white belt. Yeah. So I
2: I think uh, not a lot of white belts, especially like, you know, you're a year in, you got some experience now. They don't get much time to give their opinion
0: no they don't so
2: i think it'll be kind of cool to pick his brain a little bit on mm. his experiences and stuff like that and, and yeah. also i mean
0: foot and ankle health in jujitsu jitsu is huge we're gonna ask him what he thinks about um heel hooks so i'm sure
2: that'll be good isn't that more of a knee thing i yeah, know just it, i'm sure it freaks him out though. i like it questions grappling with podcast at com. Instagram, Facebook, just message us.
0: Um, hate mail, send it to Bill, please.
2: Yes. <laughs> any, if you have any codes for AARP, Chris has got them for you.
0: Yep. <laughs> Blow us up.